and welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Welcome to 2023, new episode. Craig, good morning. Brandon, good morning to you too. And we are not on a Monday. We are on a Thursday. We are special edition, trying to, shortened yeah, version. Trying to keep everybody on their toes. Keep everybody on their toes. So if you pull it up by surprise or if it pops up, you're going to be, oh, surprise. So my happy new year to everybody and happy yeah. new year to you and your family. Thank and you. We had, um, we'll talk about, um, the atrocious weather over Christmas weekend, but, uh, today the weather is very sunny, but it's very chilly. It's chilly, and yeah. Yesterday, last few days have been very cloudy, but very warm. Mild. So we're just, uh, yesterday know. afternoon though, the sun came out and I was driving and I went to pick my kids up from school and I'm like, what is that ball of fire in the sky? Right. I hadn't seen it for like two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's usually what happens when, um, you know, you can't see. It hurts your eyes. It does. It I really had to throw my sunglasses on. I was like, right. wow. Yeah, you got uh, you throw your sunglasses on. You got the new haircut. That's right. This guy gets his haircut yesterday. Let me tell you a little story. This guy gets his haircut yesterday. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> he looks at me and he says, well, I need to go because I need to get a you know manicure and a pedicure. Mm-hmm. I need to go get a uh, uh, massage. I need to put the little cucumbers on my eyes. And, um, I need to do my hair. And I was like, you forgot the shower. Yeah. And then he and needs the to take a shower. And, oh yeah. And then I'm going to eat a salad. I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, a day in the life of Brandon Chenault and Kate Upton. I mean, what right? are the same, right? Well, you know, when you get that fresh, clean, crisp cut, you know, you just feel like money and you just have to pamper yourself. Thank you, Kate. Right. <laughs> that is not at all what I said, but. <laughs> Close. Okay, yes. <laughs> Minus the Manny Petty cucumbers okay. massage. Um, I did take a shower. I'll admit the cucumbers might have been a stretch, but the rest of it was pretty well close. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a fan of cucumbers anyways. Well, on your eyes, it's supposed to take away the bags and, you know, the color. Now that may, I could probably use that. A little hard to watch the, uh, you know, North Carolina play when you got cucumbers right? on your eyes, but. Uh, exactly. You listen to it. <laughs> So, um, got a, um, we went through, you know, when was the last time we, we, we met it or it was the week of Christmas. So it would have been, but Christmas was on Sunday. So it would have been the the Monday before that. Yeah. So the 19th. And so, um, you know, we, we had this forecast of weather that was coming in and we, you know, I'm, I'm always a tongue in cheek guy when it comes to the weather. I mean, I read the weather, you know, oh, you talk about the never weather. And, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, they're going to, they're calling, one point they were calling for like six to 12 inches or seven to 12 inches of snow yes. and, um, you know, and all this stuff, frigid temperatures, but we didn't get that much snow. Yeah. But I will tell you, they did hit it pretty good. They, yeah, cause they backed it down. They said, you know, look, you're going to get like what, one to three inches, one to four inches. Right. And, but the big thing that you're going to have to watch out for is the wind and the snow drifts. And, and it, like, I remember waking up, I had to, I had to trade my, my Crocs in over break. When I went, took the dog out, I had to trade my Crocs in for my hunting boots because dog wanted to go potty and it got too cold on my toes. I'm sure it did. It did. That was brutal. Yeah. That was brutal. I remember I sent a Snapchat out one day and I had the dog out. And it was negative six. That was r- real feel. That was not yeah, wind chill. Yeah. Wind chill was like negative 30 something that day. Well, um, I went to Cincinnati and met up with uh, some relatives and, um, just the guys and it was like 53 or four degrees. And right. 
uh, when I woke up the next morning, it was like eight below. And that's a long, I mean, you're talking about a 60 some degree drop in temperature. And that's a big drop when, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a wimp when it comes to the cold. I just don't like it anymore. I wasn't so. going to say anything. Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, and, and so we get this weather and, um, which is just amazing. And then we were planned up and ready to go. And I was excited about Christmas Eve and Christmas day. It was going to be a great service. I thought that. Of the ones that I've been here, the, the, I hate to use this word, the worship and the programming, I thought was going to be awesome. Right. So, uh, maybe we just table that for next year. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Know. Yeah. I mean, we had practiced, the worship team had practiced. It was, I was excited too. And I always, everyone knows this about me. Like that weekend is always my favorite. You know, candlelight service, Christmas Eve service is always my favorite service to go to. And right. I just feel that the energy, the excitement, the, um, just the, I, I don't know. There's just a different sense in the air. Right. Um, on those nights. Well, there is an excitement. And I think it's, um, can I just be honest with you? I think that the room is packed. Yes. And I think when yeah. the room is packed, I think we had this conversation the other day. Well, we saw this this past Sunday. Yeah. You go to a stadium and, you know, you go to a Reds game and there's 6,000 people in the stands. I mean, if somebody hits a home run, there's not, even it, it's exciting. You just, it's not the same thing. Right. But if there's 45,000 people in the stands and somebody hits a home run, well, it's electrifying. And that's the same thing. I mean, I, I, I believe that's why it's important for us to come to worship together and be together with the body so that we can worship God and, and generate that back to God. But exactly. So, so yeah, and I wasn't here this past Sunday, but it, I heard really good things about the worship and, yeah. Um, yeah. And just the, like yeah. I said, the energy, you know, that's yeah. a word that, that we use a lot is just the energy in the room was, was different and people were singing and, and it just seemed like there was heartfelt worship and right. so it was good. Yeah. And then, um, what you said something about your, um, your mom said something about she could hear the, yeah, mom um, could, he, mom said she could hear the, the congregation singing through the live stream. And, and that's something that we try to do is, is we have a microphone. It's, it's more for me for my in ears so that I can hear right. the congregation in my, in my mix. Um, but we also pipe it through our live stream so that, you know, it just doesn't sound hollow like it's just us up there. You know, right, we, want right. the, we want the people in the live stream to feel engaged and to feel like they're, you know, they're, you know, in the room. And so we try to pipe that room sound in as much exactly. as we can. And mom was like, man, you could hear them singing on Sunday really well. And that's always exciting because um, I think it's good. I, like I said, I think it's good when people get together and they worship and you are packed in there. And um, I think it makes a huge huge difference so absolutely um, but um but yeah so we're starting a new year got a lot of uh a lot of good things i'm excited about the new year and excited about you know what god's going to uh to do and i really feel like that this is the year for rcc i feel like that you know we've we got um we were on the way we were kind of going up the mountainside and uh in 2019 and then all of a sudden we got the entire Just world waylaid. Got, um, well, waylaid, and um, can I say the we got hoodwinked with right. all the stuff that was going on and all the stuff that was said, and so churches overall across the board still yep. are about twenty percent down, and um, in some cases twenty five percent, but overall twenty percent down. And, um, so I, I feel like that we, this is a good year for us yep. and my, barring that, you know, can I just say that if our government doesn't do anything stupid again and pull the, the legs right out from underneath yep. us yep. and just freak everybody out. And so I'm hoping as Christians, if that does happen, 
we keep motoring on and we just keep doing what God has called us to do. Right. And um, don't let that detract from us. But I feel like this is our year. I feel like this is the year that God is going to do something and God is going to bring us to a place that that we've needed to come. And I think that for those of uh, like for those of you on staff and those people who've been here for a years, and especially if you looked over the last 10 years or so, there have been moments in time where. It's almost like I could tell by the numbers, and I'm right. a numbers guy because numbers don't lie. Exactly. So um, you look at the numbers and you think, wow, what happened? Because you bumped up to a high number, and then all of a sudden there was a span of about three or four or five, six months where it kicked back down. Right. And then it built back up again and back down. That what that t- What that is telling you is that when you get to those numbers and you go back down and you get to those numbers and you go back down – we have got to make some changes. Right. Yeah. The church has got to make some changes. We got to make some spiritual changes, physical changes. We've got to make some mental changes. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm going to just be honest, it's hard on the, um, the older crowd, right. the traditional mindset, yep. because everybody says, Hey, I want my church to grow, but they don't want to do what it takes to what get it, your church what's to grow. necessary. Exactly. It, it just, they're not just going to show up, especially in 2023. Right. This is not 1953. Right. Where it's like, Hey, we're having a cook off or we're having right. a, a chili supper or we're having a potluck. Mm-hmm. Invite your friends and you can have 25 people show up. That's not happening anymore. Right. This is a different day and age. Yep. The message is still the same. The methods are totally different, especially mm-hmm. with what we have now. Yep. And so I'm, a, I'm really excited about, um, you know, where God um, can take us. And I'm um, really hoping and praying that people will um, take the time to take a look at themselves of, God, what do you want me to do? Right. Not that what what do you expect, you know, the leaders or the ministers or the staff or whoever, what them to do. What does exactly. God want you to do? Right. Where, what is God calling you to do to do this year to maybe to be different? Because mm-hmm. If you're rolling into 2023 and you're the same person that you were in 2019 or 12 or 1993 or 1973, I'm telling you, it's time for you to make some changes spiritually. Right, it's right. time to move forward. You, you never can, um, you never can stay the same as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just feel like that God wants us to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Keep growing, maturing. Um, you know, it's really hard. It is. It's hard. It it's is. hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just a great point. I love that word, you know, maturing. And, and it is something that we have to be, and we've thrown this word out a lot over the past few years, is intentional. We have to be intentional about it. Um, and mm-hmm. it does start. We want the change to take mm-hmm. place corporately. You know, we want the change to take place as a church. But exactly. We, we all, all of us have to personally make that change and allow that change to take place um, in ourselves first. Before that, we'll be able to see that exactly and big picture. I think the thing that um, even for myself, I'm always like, <laughs> why can't they do this or why aren't they changing? Why aren't they doing this? But maybe what God is telling me is to point the finger back at myself. What do I need to do? How, how do I need to grow? What what is God calling me? What is God right, wanting me right. to do? And um, and that's tough because you know it's so easy to um, hear something. It's so easy to read the Bible. And to think of someone else. Oh man, this applies so well to what that person's going through. Or, you know, I wish this person was here for this message today. It's so hard to say, okay, God, allow the Holy Spirit to soften my heart, to speak truth into my, you know, into my mm-hmm. life on what I need to take from this message, what I need to take from this passage, what I need to take from whatever. That's, it's not always easy. I mean, even for me. 
No, it's not easy um, at, at all. It's definitely not easy. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's one thing to get up and speak mm-hmm. and to say, "Here's what the Bible says." To me, that's that's kind of sometimes it's difficult because sometimes I I don't make it easy on myself. But um, <laughs> that's easy to do to stand up and say, "Here's what God's word says," and here's here's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. The hardest part for me is like everybody else. Yeah. What am I going to do with that? Right. Because just because I said it. And I've, I think I've said this a couple of times. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this myself. Right. I'm having a hard time with forgiveness. Right. I, I'm having a hard time with dealing with this, but yeah. I'm preaching it because I believe it's true, but I'm struggling. I'm right. a human being right. and I'm struggling with this right now. It's kind of like, you know, I have a tendency to think that we take passages in the Bible that are very familiar to us, like say the passage that Clint brought up, you know, being right. connected to right. the vine. I'm the vine, you're the branches. We hear, um, things like we're going to talk about over the next nine weeks, the, yeah, uh, fruit of the spirit, right? And you know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kind of. You know, go through all that. Right. You hear like John three sixteen, and you hear a lot of these familiar passages. You know, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And here's the problem with these: they're absolutely one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that we've heard them so much, we don't apply them to us. Right? They're always good for somebody else. Right? That person, we're almost know? complacent with them. Very complacent. This is yeah. where the proverbial goes in one ear and out the other. Right. And um, and it's a shame because if we would jet our mind back and let's just say, okay, God, Clint preached on John chapter in John fifteen this week. I'm going to sit down tomorrow and I'm going to read John fifteen, and I'm not going to think about anybody or anything except what you're telling me to do right in my life. Apply it to yourself. Yep. Apply it to yourself. I think the greatest um, uh, disadvantage that we do for ourselves is when we when we um, do a lack of application right. of God's word for for our lives. You know, people are like, I've had people people come and talk to right, me. Right, right. Are you reading the Bible? Yes. What are you reading? They'll tell me, and I'll be like, How did you apply that to your life? And eight out of ten times, they'll be like, What? Just blank stares. How, 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 how did you allow God to work? Because the Bible is living and active. It's useful, and, yeah. Um, so how did, how are you applying this to your life? What are the gears that you're changing? Or what are the gears that you're shifting? Right. Or what, what are you changing? Or maybe maybe you were going down this road, but you God stopped you and turned you around and says, no, you need to go this direction. The application of God's word is absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. For, for our lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Clint alluded to, um, one of the phrases that you have used over the past, I think it's been like, what, 14, 16 months, back when we did the book, uh, went through the book of James, mm-hmm. know the word and do the do word. The word, yeah. You know, we, we, we do a good job of knowing the word. You know, if we, if somebody else is going through something, I think we can be quick to throw a scripture their way or right. to do something to say, hey, you need this. But again, it's difficult to put it into practice, to yep. put it into application, yep. to do the word. You know, yep. I think we do a good job of knowing the word, but where yep. we fail is is in the the doing. Yeah. And um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be really honest about the series coming up because the series is called Nine Equals One, and there's nine fruit of the spirit, and it's but they're not different fruit; it's one. So there's nine different items that make up one big fruit. Right. It is a fruit of the spirit. It's not fruits. So I think the hardest thing for me going into this series is to look at all of those and make those into one. Right. That I have to have all those. It, yes. It's a package deal. It's and, not 
Uh, and when I read those, I'm going to be honest with you because I've really been working on this over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been very difficult for me because I'm very lacking, <laughs> for a better word, uh, in, in a lot of those items. Oh, so you're, you're on week three, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, my, my fruit. Oh wait, week four. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> my fruit. That's mine. Is, you know, I, we, we have a fruit bowl, not a bowl, it's like a basket mm-hmm. type thing. Yep. And we bought, I bought tangerines a month ago and they're not as healthy as they were. So we need to get right. rid of them. Um, but you know, what I'm talking about what they look like. They start to, yeah, to shrivel up and that's kind of the way I feel like my fruit is sometimes. Right. Right. My fruit is fruit and, but it's not vibrant. Right. It's not what God wants it to be. Right. And so when I'm looking at that, and I purposely haven't thrown the tangerines out, neither has Nita. I don't know why Nita hasn't thrown them out, but I haven't thrown them away because every time I look at those, mm. it is a reminder of the series coming up of, I don't want my fruit to be like that. What you- and I'm being honest, I don't want my fruit to be like that because sometimes my fruit is like that. Right. Because can- I am like everybody else. I, I'm impatient. I'm, I'm lacking in love. The pieces is not there. Um, I am sometimes angry. I'm sometimes mm-hmm. bitter. Um, I don't want to be like that. Right. That's not the person that I want to be. Um, I want to experience the fullness of God and the fullness of joy. And, um, and it goes back to what right. Clint kicked off. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. I got to be connected. Got to be connected. I remember, you know, going to visit my great aunt and uncle in Florida, you know, and it's one thing to have, you know, oranges sitting in your fruit bowl at home. What's going to happen after, you know, a few days, they are going to start to shrivel. Exactly. They are going to start to go bad. But I remember being down there and it's like, I want an orange. Guess what I did? I walked out in their backyard and walked up to the orange tree and mm-hmm. I, I picked an orange, you know, because it was connected. Fresh you know, oranges from vine. a tree must be really good. Oh, man, we made orange juice. It was so good. And I was like eight. I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> but um, how but, tall you know, were you? Like two foot three. Back when you were eight, were you were you getting the um, pedicure and manicures? I was and, with the cucumbers. I and, was okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're more like Fair Fawcett back then. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but no, I mean it's like you know they're they're vibrant, they're good, they're healthy because why? Yeah, because they right. were connected to Too that's much. you know that source of life, and and that's what we we have to do as well. And and the other big thing, you know, we've talked about this before. It is a package deal. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. get to pick and choose and say, hey, you know what. I really don't want to be loving today, but I'll do my best to be impatient. Or I, I, I really don't want to be gentle today, but I'm going to do my best at being. Um, let's see, I'm going to I'm going to have joy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be gentle, but I'm going to have joy. Yeah. No, it's it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. The fruit of the you know the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say mm-hmm. fruits. And if anybody knows me, they know that's my biggest pet peeve. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people say the fruits of the Spirit. No, it's not. You know, it's not like fruit, like you get to choose a a banana or a tangerine or grapes or something else. It's like you walk up and there's a bunch of bananas, right? And they're all connected. And you've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They're in that bunch or, or a, you know, a thing of grapes, you know, and they're all on that vine together. That's when I imagine the fruit of the Spirit. That's what I imagine is that it's, you know, all of it's a cluster of grapes or something. Because they're all together. They're all the same um, entity. They're all the same fruit. Right. Um, yeah, they have different qualities, qualifications to them. But you can't if, – if the Holy Spirit is working in your life, 
then the Holy Spirit should be working in every single area of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, and it goes, you know, back again, too. We're not going to be perfect on those. Oh, absolutely um, not. No. But, you know, you look at an area of, um, you know, say, patience. How's God working in your life on that? Yeah. You know, it's like um, I'm I'm more patient than I was 30 years ago. Right. And if I live 30 more years from now, which I'm ready to roll to glory now. But anyway, <laughs> if I live 30 more, I hope I'm more patient than I am today. Right. And um, here's the thing about all this, and I think this is the tough thing. And tell me if you if you agree or disagree. We have to trust God in these areas, because isn't this a relinquishing of of our heart to God? Yeah. For all these, so I mean, for instance, I mean, the fruit of the spirit is love. It's hard to love sometimes. Mm-hmm. We love who we love, but it's hard to love people that are unlovable. Joy. Mm-hmm. How many Christians do you know right now? are experiencing joy in their life. Right. I have talked to probably a handful of Christians and I asked, where's joy? Right. There's no joy in their yeah. life. They, they, there's no joy. And, and sometimes people associate that with happiness. It's not, has and that's, that's a different thing. No, no, no. Happiness is just totally different. Yeah. So you have love, joy, peace. Mm-hmm. This is huge. Who has peace in their life mm-hmm. today? True, bona fide peace that comes right. from God. Right. Uh, forbearance, which is patience. Er- there's not a patient person in this world. I mean, mm-hmm. yesterday I was coming from Marion, going back to Marysville, which that's a long drive. It is. I'm going to be honest. That's a long drive. And I was smack dab in the middle of about 30 cars. Mm-hmm. I was about, I counted, 15 cars deep. There was probably 15 cars behind me. And we were all cruising at about 50, 45, 50 miles an hour. My patience, my forbearance mm-hmm. was on the edge. So when I'm driving, I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking, Oh, come on guys, come on. If I can just get around these 15 cars, I'm looking for a spot. Can I get around these 15 cars? And I'm thinking fruit of the spirit, right? Fruit of the spirit. I'm like, okay, God, there's, there's something here you're trying to tell me. I, I know, needed, I know. Yeah. I needed that reminder this morning in the loop to drop my kids off at school. Like I think God gave parents the loop to practice your patience. I'm sure. Oh, my end. So thanks for that reminder. I will do my best to be better tomorrow. <laughs> Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if there is nine, I don't think there's nine harder things to have as a fruit. Right. I, I think they're hard. But now I'm going to read you a passage of scripture. It's Galatians 5.24. And this is a huge part in the right. um, fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Verse 25. So, if I belong to Jesus Christ, basically, if I go against those nine things, Mm -hmm. that's my flesh exactly going against what God wants. And if I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit... Only by the power of God's Spirit am I going to be able to accomplish these things. Right. So let me ask you something. Is that not a complete relinquishing control yeah. to God to say, I trust you that no matter what happens, yeah. I'm going to let you It's a reliance. This. Yeah, you're relying on. So that on is, that. that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So the next nine weeks um, are going to be good, but they're going to be difficult. I'm going to have a difficult time with right. it. Right, right. Um, you know, 
I'm going to have a difficult time because some of the things that, you know, we're going to talk about are, are, are very difficult. We're going to, this Sunday, we're kicking the series off with love and we all have a definition of what we think love is. Right. But love basically is, ba- is based on what God wants love to be. Correct. And it's not based on your definition mm-hmm. or mine or the culture or love is love yep. or, you know, the pride movement. It's yep. none of that. It's what God says is love. That's. Everything goes back to God's word, and mm-hmm. so we start there. So we're going to find out what that means. And I'm going to tell you what, people, we're going to have people come to church, set in that sanctuary or auditorium on Sunday, guaranteed people are not going to like each other. They're in that room, and they're not going to, they don't love each other. Right, right. And if we can't love each other in this room and like each other, how can we love we're, the world? We're, not, we're no yeah. different than the culture. Yeah. So why would anybody listen to you or me? Exactly. I'm not saying you don't have a difficult time. Right. But I'm saying you still need to love them and you can't mistreat them. So this is going to be a difficult Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be very difficult because, um, I'm, I have a hard time with it. I think I'm feeling a sickness coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. For the next nine weeks. But, uh, I liked, uh, I liked Clint, uh, kicking off with, um, you know, the words of, of, of Jesus. So, you know, really important that, you know, I am the true grapevine and this is John 15, starting with verse one. And my father is the gardener. You realize that it's all about God. It's all about Christ. It's all about being connected to those guys. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. You have to think about this. Are you a Christian that's producing fruit or are you just a Christian that's standing there? You have to produce fruit because this is, this is, this isn't just a story. This is life. And he prunes branches that do bear fruit so they can produce even more fruit. Have you ever pruned something? Mm hmm. What's that look like when you're done? It's cut back, right? It is, yes. Like, I'm not good at it either. Well, you know, I I know you got to cut it at angles sometimes and do yep. all this stuff. Yeah. But that's the beauty of God because God knows what needs to be pruned and God knows what needs to be cut from us. So he's pruning so you can be, you know, even better than what you are. So w- let me ask you this. Would you think that when God is pruning you, it could be you going through a difficult time? And God is trying to get you to another level. Right. So he, he's pruning some edges off of you. It's not like, hey, I'm just going to stand here. Life is great. It's a sunshiny day. It's right, 70 degrees. Right. God's going to prune me. And hey, that wasn't that bad. Right. When I'm thinking of pruning, you're getting cut. Mm-hmm. You're getting cut. Mm-hmm. The branch is getting cut so you can produce more fruit. Um, he goes on. He said, you've already been pruned and purified by the message that I've given to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be uh, fruitful unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. So many Christians today are trying to do things in the name of God and they're not connected to God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. Right. Um, Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch withers. Some uh, such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me, my words remain in you. Um, you may ask for anything that you want, and it'll be granted. Now, this is not a wish list on a genie in a bottle. Exactly. This is doing. This is what God wants in your right. life. And this we've talked about that when you were. Yes. When when you and your desires are connected with the desires of the Holy Spirit, then you know they're. They're going to be in a line with what God wants. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like I want a Maserati. Exactly. So make that happen, God. Right. Not that that's what I would want, anyways. No, I think a, I think I'd want like a big, um, you know, you know, two fifty or twenty five hundred something. If I was going to wish list, yeah, brand new, and not have to pay for it. 
I'd go with a Jeep truck. One of the gladiators, like the Sahara version. Not a day at the spa? Well, that's a close second. I, I figured it was. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they got they got those really good cucumbers. They come right. From like Asia or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. like Anyways, cucumbers. moving on. So, <laughs> Verse 8. When you produce much fruit. Now, this is a huge one. You are my true disciples. Mm. This brings great joy to the Father. When you produce much fruit. So, are you producing fruit in your life? Are you? I'm not just talking to Brandon. He's looking at me like, I hope you're not just talking to me. I didn't want to answer, actually. But if you're listening, are you producing fruit in your life? Because if you're not producing fruit in your life, are you really a disciple of Jesus Christ? Because are you bringing joy to God? Right. Because you're supposed to be producing fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, patience. You you get my drift? These things are all connected. They're not just all at random, and this is just not little different books of the Bible, and they're all talking about different. Right. Everything is connected. Everything. Everything is connected to Jesus Christ from the story in Genesis clear through the last verse of the Bible. Everything is connected to Jesus Christ. Everything. And so when Jesus says, this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do. Right. And so this is a very, very difficult thing for us to do because we get in our mindset. We think in the terms of church, and I wish Christians would stop thinking about church and think about what does God want me to do. Church should never enter into your mind when it comes to making your decisions. Mm -hmm. It should be what does God want me to do? Am I producing fruit? Do I have the fruit of the Spirit? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I treating what – am I talking? Am I – you know, all those things. You just need to – you need to – Really look and see where mm-hmm. where you're at. The problem is, is we don't like self evaluation because we're not honest, right? You want to get an honest opinion and not get mad at them. Ask a first person that's close to you, or ask your spouse mm-hmm. what's lacking in your life. What what fruits lacking? You get the true picture then, and don't get mad at them. Tell me you really need to know because you'll never evaluate yourself whole wholeheartedly 100% because yep. you're always going to cut yourself slack but here's the thing you never cut anybody else any slack mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you Brandon Brandon's looking at me is he talking to me right well maybe I'm just trying to think what what my spouse would say oh I know what she'd say <laughs> <laughs> all of them just text me Allie let me know what it is <laughs> right exactly oh she will she would she'd call me out and that's okay but that's the um that's the beauty of God's word, though. If you allow God to work in your life, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're listening to this today, and if you if you want to be so bold, read John fifteen. Yeah, read Galatians five, mm-hmm. and sit down. You don't have to show anybody. Just sit down for yourself, and get a piece of paper uh, when you're by yourself, and write down where God, where you believe God's trying to change you in 2023. Yeah, and really do a hard self evaluation. And be really honest. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. God is going to show you what you need to do. And he'll immediately start working you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, Because that's that's the beauty of God because you've got God living inside of you because God wants to do this work. The only person stopping God from doing the work in your life is you. Yep. And that's the hardest person to get over. It's not your worst enemy. It's not the person that you think uh, that irritates you. It is yep. 100% all on you. And most of the time, it's because, like, I'm going I'm to speak for myself. It's because I tried to do it 
on my own instead of enlisting the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, it's like, well, how that I can take care of that. Oh yeah, I can I can work that out. I can exactly. fix that. But no, that's that's not it's not what the you know passage says in Galatians five. Exactly. It's, you know, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. It doesn't say Craig Brads produces this kind of fruit in his life. Brandon Chenault produces no. this kind of fruit in his life. No, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. No, you, you, if, if you're trying to produce that on your own, you can fake it for a few minutes or a week or two or maybe right. a month. But over the long haul, no, it's yep. never going to happen. You're not that strong and you're not that gifted. Mm-hmm. I don't care how great you think you are. It's, it only comes from God. I was um, I brought this up in staff meeting on Tuesday. And um, I about an article that I was reading about this person talking about getting rid of the idols in your life. And, um, and we think about idols and we think about, you know, uh, idols at church and we think, well, people get, you know, jammed up and hold on to idols because of stained glass windows or the colors of the walls or carpets or pews or hymn books or hymn songs or whatever you want to throw right. in there. But let me be really honest. Yeah, that can be an idol mm-hmm. and it sure enough is. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what an idol is. Unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Bitterness. Uh, not showing love to a person that you don't like. Talking bad about somebody, gossiping. It, it, an idol is anything that pulls you away from yeah. God. Yeah. An idol is anything that you grab and gravitate toward more than you do God's word. Because right. if you have some unforgiveness in your heart today and you're holding on to that, guess what? Just like Gollum, that's your precious. Right. It's not God's word. That is mm-hmm. what you're holding on to. That, that's an idol for you. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is so hard for Christian people to get that because we go, we are so churched out because we think if I go to church Sunday morning and I serve and I give my money, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And nobody would probably ever admit that, but I'm telling you, 90% of the Christian community thinks that way. Go to church, help out in some area and give some money. Boom. It's taken care of. Right. No, that's what you did. That's what you did. Right. You, you're 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 showing yourself for hey, I'm I'm putting what uh, what gets me close to God. No, God. Here's what God says: You got to be connected to the vine. You got to produce fruit. And right. what's the fruit in your life? You know, it's Galatians five. You, you don't hold on to those idols that are. The article was really good because he said if Christians could stop holding on to idols so tightly and set those down, it, you would feel so much better. Right. Because. Um, We've talked about this before. He even said a thing in the article that when you're holding on tightly to something, how it hurts your wrist, but when you let go. It's like Anita and I drove back from Cincinnati during that terrible thing. Oh, yeah. It took us forever to get home. Mm-hmm. The next day, my wrist and forearms hurt because I was clutched onto yeah, the steering wheel exactly. so hard. Because you're just like, you're right. so tight. Mm-hmm. The steering wheel was my idol. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... You know, um, I mean, you, I, I think you know what I'm saying that we hold on to these things and I know I do. Mm-hmm. So when I read that article, I was like, man, mm-hmm. I got to quit reading stuff like this. Right. I need to take the Brandon Chenault way. Just go get a manicure and a pedicure, get my Asian cucumbers and there you go. Let me know when you want to go. <laughs> right. I've go been, to the salt cave. You can't tell me you haven't been to the I've salt been cave. To the, I've <laughs> never had a manicure and a pedicure, but I've been to the salt cave. <laughs> That thing is awesome. Actually, the Salt Cave is pretty yeah. cool. It is very cool. I've been to them too. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, man. Now I want to go back. It's a good day for it. It is a good day for it. Although it's kind of cool in there. 
in the small cave, but they give you a big old blanket. At least the one I I've been to, they do. It's very salty. It is very salty. You um, feel it on your skin when you walk out. So yeah, it's a, it, that was a good topic. I thought getting kicked off at the yep. beginning of the year and, and leading into yeah, leading into the fruit of the spirit, the nine equals one. Exactly, and I do like the title nine equals one. Yeah, that's something we kind of talked about, and, and and you know, you and I threw threw that around and talked about how you know a lot of people think that the fruit of the spirit or fruits of the spirit where they can pick and choose, and it's like no, they're all one. It's all one. So. Right. I think you were like, yeah, let's go with that. Nine equals one. Nine equals one is good because it's exactly, uh, it's exactly what it is. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to hopefully have good weather, decent weather so everybody can get here. And I hey, think if it's going to get a little cooler, but I yeah. think the weather's going to be okay. If you guys haven't been here, um, you know, for a while or, you know, I know the holidays hit on the weekend. So that's kind of brutal, kind of rough, but love to have you guys come out and bring somebody with you. And yeah. Yeah. And, and Craig and I were talking, you know, there's, if you're not able to make it, you know, the live stream is a great resource, but, you know, it's so, so much better to be here with the body, worshiping, learning, growing together. Um, you know, and that's just a testament of this past Sunday of just all of us in that room together, one service. Right. Um, and, and so that was good. So, you know, don't use the live stream as an excuse. Use it as a resource. Use it as a tool. But if you can be here, man, we would love to see you this week. Oh, yeah. You know, it's coming up on Tuesday, don't you? Night of prayer. Night of prayer. Monthly night of prayer. Nop. Six o'clock. Nop. Six o'clock in the sanctuary. January 10th, right? That's January 10th, right? Yeah. Yes. And then uh, next uh, Wednesday, a week from yesterday, uh, we have Kingdom Man starting. It's a six-week study for men. Uh, January the 11th, 6 p.m. You can sign up at richwood.church forward slash men. We'd love to have you sign up if you haven't already so we can have enough material for you for each week when you come in. And this should be really good. We're going to meet from about 6 o'clock to 7.15 or so. And I don't want to keep you all too late. And I just feel like this is a really good study because uh, Tony Evans, um, it's a Tony Evans study. And um, he's there's a video and then we're all going to sit down and discuss a, a few things and um he does a great job dealing yeah. even with marriage and families and just doing being manly and what God wants a man to be and yep. and I think it's awesome and I, I don't know I I haven't checked the list for a while but I think we have like fourteen fifteen maybe sixteen people signed up sixteen it's guys be good. or something I'm looking yeah. forward to it so hopefully we'll uh, get um, get a few more guys to sign up that would be awesome so Wednesday night um, is that's coming up and then um, I know that Young at Heart has a chili cook off on January twenty first. I'm not sure of the time, but you can email uh, Glenn and Lisa at rccyah at gmail.com. And get any information that you want. So, Glenn and Lisa, if you're listening to me, send me your information so we can make sure we get the proper um, info out to everybody. But put that on your calendars, January 21st, Chili Cook-Off, um, Young at Heart. We should do a staff Chili Cook-Off. We could do that. I just like to eat chili. I make a mean cornbread. I make, you wouldn't like it, but, um, I think James put me on this bacon and jalapeno cornbread. Oh, no, you're right. I wouldn't. Oh, so good. I wouldn't. You're trying to kill me, aren't you? So, well, anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> on January 28th, um, can you say cheese? 
Say cheese. Say cheese is coming for it's a women's event, mm-hmm. and again, I don't have the information with me. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, that one is just kind of a getting to know you. Um, there could be some icebreaker stuff. I think charcuterie. I can't say that charcuterie, charcuterie boards. Okay, so they're going to eat literally eat cheese and crackers and mm-hmm. grapes, and I don't know. I'm just making that up, but they're whatever they put on a charcuterie board. Is there wine involved? Because cheese, cheese and wine usually maybe. About the thing. I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. If Jesus showed up, he may be making exactly. some wine for him. I don't know. I wonder what kind of wine Jesus made. I don't know. I mean, I wonder. Do you? I mean, was it sweet? Was it dry? I saw a thing from The Chosen. Yeah. And it was Jesus from The the Chosen. It was, um, no, I can't think of his, the actor's name, but said it made it look like the Dos Equis guy. He was sitting there and said, I don't always drink wine, but when I do, I prefer to make my own. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, then January 29th, uh, during our worship services, both of them, we're going to be having baby dedication day and I hope you guys, if you have uh, children in that area, um, contact Sarah Smith or the church office and we will get you guys, um, get to where you need to go. This is a, I think a great, uh, time because I feel like that. When we do this, I think it makes number one an awareness to the people in the congregation that we have kids and parents are mm-hmm. basically they're making a commitment yeah, to yeah. say we're going to raise our kids in church. And now here's the other side of that is that all of the rest of us need to encourage yeah. our parents and those kids to remain faithful to God. Exactly. It is a two sided street. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's just not, we're just, hey, the babies are cute right, up hey, there. Look at these babies. It, no, you, you truly are, you truly are doing, you're, you're making a, a, a confirmation, a dedication that I'm going to make a commitment on my side that if I see a parent or, um, you know, a young kid, they're going through something. Hey, go up to them and say, do you guys need anything? Right. You know, I'm at the age where I'm like, hey, I got grandkids. I know how tough it is on the yeah. parents. And what can you do? Be helpful. Yeah. And on the other side of it, the parents are saying, hey, we're we're making a commitment yeah. to raise our child to do this, and we need your help. Yeah. And would and you I've pray with, with us? Would you? Yeah. I was going to say, I've talked with Sarah the last couple of days, and, you know, it's almost like the parent. I know when Allie and I did it. You know, when when our kids were younger, it's more like a covenant. You know, you're making a covenant with God exactly. as a parent of saying, "Hey, I am going to raise my child in a godly home." You know, with the Bible as our foundation, and and I'm going to do everything I can. And, and like you said, it is that. You know, it's like baptism. You know, baptism. When when you and I talk to to people about getting baptized, I think you're the same way that I am. I try to encourage them to get baptized in a service. Because it does a couple of things. First of all, it is your, it's that outward expression of the decision right. you've made to, to follow God right. with all your heart, to accept Jesus as your Savior. Um, but it also, it encourages others. It encourages the body when you are baptized in, you know, in that service. But also it allows the body to then, like you said with the parents, mm-hmm. to then encourage you to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that this, this baby dedication day is going to be the, the same where so too. we can come alongside this, you know, that's mm-hmm. what the body's for. Exactly. I think it's going to be really good. And, um, so I'm excited about that. And, um, so get, get prepared for that. So, um, just keep ke- checking out the website and, um, the Facebook page. And also if you haven't signed up, to get the connecting with Craig email, I send that out on Wednesday. It goes out Wednesday morning at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. so you can get that. If you don't, if you're not on the, if you're not on that list, call the church office, contact the church, and we'll we'll definitely get you on the list. To, and that has a lot of information, usually in that for you. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, so Thursday podcast in four days, we'll be back at it. That's right. We it's have more to talk about. We always do. Don't feel we? weird. Well, we'll have the the message to break down on love. Oh, you need it. I'll say maybe I'll bring my guitar in and we'll sing some music. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. I saw snow Sunday. Really? I Afternoon. Didn't, I didn't see that. Afternoon. Just snow showers. So you were singing and it reminded me the other day, yesterday or the day, I think it was two days ago, Allie and I were standing in the kitchen. We were both doing something different. We were kind of getting ready for dinner, I think. And Jordan walked by and she was humming something. And all of a sudden, Allie and I broke out like simultaneously in the same song. And it was an older, older song. Um, it's it was, it was maybe, no, I think it was like, you can't always get what you want, wow. but, but that's not what Jordan was humming at the, at all. Right. But that's what we both heard. And like literally on cue together it, and we just busted up laughing and, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm wow. showing rain Sunday. Rain. Occasional showers in the afternoon, high of 41 winds light oh, like and that. variable, variable. Anytime. There's no snow in the forecast is a very good day. Flurries or snow showers ending by midnight. So there are some possible in the evening. Mm. Okay. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Let's go get down to 25. Uh, that's still it's better winter, than, man. That's still better than six below. It's win. It's true. It's winter. Come on. We got to have a good snow. When it got, when it got up to finally got to 20 after the, like it was eight below. Uh huh. I was like, oh, we're like 28 degrees warmer. Right oh, it's now. crazy. <laughs> and 20 actually felt warmer. It did. Like, 20 is cold, mm-hmm. but when it's 8 below, 20 is pretty warm. Right. I'm like, that's a pretty nice day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was ready. Um, I'm, I'm ready for spring, but, you know. You're always nice. ready for spring. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. Well, there. Um, hope you guys ho- hope to see you guys Sunday. Hope you guys have an awesome uh, 2023, and I hope and pray that um, as you guys look at your life and you know, to your families and jobs and everything that God is right in the middle of everything that God is actually, actually he's the center of your universe mm-hmm. yep. and that all your decisions and everything you do is going to go through God. I know you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. And that's just the way it goes. So, but, um, just man, give it all to God. Just give it all to God. Turn it all over to God. Walk with God. Just give it all to God and see what, see what 2023 brings for you. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging in there with us. Thanks. Uh, I hope I hope we threw a wrench in your schedule on this yeah. Thursday. It's not Monday, so realize that tomorrow's Friday. Oh, I forgot to mention. Okay, thanks for joining us. Oh, okay, what? I forgot to mention. I don't know if you realize this or not. Oh, gee. Did you know that the Houston Astros are the world champs? Yeah, I knew that. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, go on with what you're saying. He's wearing a Houston sweatshirt today, and he walked around the corner. I'm like, what are you wearing? And what did I say? And he was like, "Today in the town of Houston, a world championship has been born." Right? Yeah. Anyways, so I kind of did the Christmas story with it, but I won't. I won't do that now. Yeah. Well, you know, pray for me, everyone out there. So we hope you have a great week. And um, Craig, as crazy as you are, I hope you have a great week yeah, as well. You too. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Cucumber man.